Money Mayweather versus Logan Paul post-fight thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FudJunkie2006. Ugh. That was a terrible exhibition fight. I mean, a lot of people going into this didn't expect that it was going to be a barn burner. They didn't expect a high-level boxing match, but my goodness gracious. I mean, first things first, the size difference was huge. Get it? Pun intended. Huge. Logan started out using the jab, trying to find May. Obviously, that was never going to be an easy objective for him to be able to hit Mayweather cleanly. But he does have a good jab. I said that in the pre-fight podcast link. You can click it, upper right corner, check, double check, triple check, everything I've said about this fight prior to it actually taking place. He went like a crazy man in the last 30 seconds. Obviously, Mayweather just covered up. There was It was pretty much just arm punches, nothing significant landed. For the first couple rounds, Floyd was pretty much all defense and no punches. Logan was trying to use the jab, but he really couldn't land anything. So, I mean, even those rounds where Logan was opening up more, they still weren't exciting because Logan couldn't really find him. And Mayweather wasn't intent on counterpunching, so it was just a, a few misses here and there. And then they would reset and do it all over again. Uh, the third round saw the significant change in the fight when Mayweather went to the high guard, the muff D, I like to call it, the muff defense, and he started walking Paul down. This is how he basically fought the entire fight against Conor McGregor. That's not a way he normally does it, but he did it in this fight. He just put his uh, put his gloves up and walked towards him and was trying to walk him down, break him down. He was trying to go to the body and let his hands go a little bit more certainly significantly different than in the first two rounds where he was all defense this time in the third round he started open up to the head and body of Paul uh Floyd showed throughout the fight his defense is still on point I mean Logan is a bigger guy so he's a little bit slower but he doesn't have terrible hand speed and Mayweather still showcased the traditional Mayweather defense he didn't really get hit at all throughout the whole fight Logan started to get visibly tired in the fourth. You could even say early in the fight he was tired, but he's conservative with his punches. I said that prior to the fight, that he's very conservative with his punches. He understands the basics. He knows what he's doing in there as far as a novice goes, but he's very conservative. So, I mean, it wasn't a terrible showing for him early, but as the fight went on, it became more and more of less of trying to quote-unquote win the fight and more of just trying to survive the fight. In the fifth round, Mayweather started to get to him a little bit more. Logan took the shots, but you could see he was starting to wear down. It looked like maybe Mayweather would be able to get him out of there. But then the sixth round started and Logan was like, oh, hell no. And he just went to holding, 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 holding. Did I say Logan Paul was holding? Holding, holding. In fact, he was holding throughout the fight, but it was really more visible and apparent. When Mayweather was trying to press the fight and actually let his hands go, 
So when Logan went to basically the octopus style, I mean, it, the whole fight just went to stank. It was it was terrible. The ref actually went to him. It was in the, I think after the sixth round and told them if they were judges, you would have lost a point already. That's how horrible this fight was. I mean, Logan was in pure survival mode. The few times he threw, he missed. So it was just hold, hold, throw a couple punches, hold, hold, throw a couple punches. In my personal opinion, even though there was no judges, the ref should have just DQ'd him. Honestly, excessive holding, just DQ him. The books would have probably awarded that as a knockout and we would have been done with this because it was so apparent that all he wanted to do was go eight rounds in fact logan's corner even said that in the last round before the fight before the round started they said if you get through this you did it like i mean seriously come on now so i mean here's the thing most people are going to focus on Logan holding all night, and that's fair. It's criticism, 100% accurate. It was terrible, absolutely terrible. But Floyd even boxed around a little bit in the last round. He really had no desire to try and finish this fight. Let's be real. Even when he was pressing, he was always on the D. All Logan had to do was faint, and immediately he went back to defense. Even though Logan barely landed anything throughout the fight, Mayweather was 100% defense on point he did not care about stopping logan paul and that's the thing it's gonna look like that because he went muff defense high guard and he started pressing it was logan that was holding the holding the holding i'm sure if logan would have gave him the opportunity to just tee off he would have but any resistance that came back from logan and floyd immediately reverted back to being defensive and so that's the fight that we got we got a very terrible fight that showcase pretty much what most people thought it would mayweather still has mayweather type of skills obviously he's not a prime mayweather but he was in against a novice who in my opinion was better than what people thought he was as far as the basics go but when push came to shove it was pretty much just like a sparring match hell you've seen better sparring matches than that if you've been to any of the major gyms in any u.s city you've seen better sparring matches than that so when push came to shove the only people that made money in that fight was Logan and Floyd because all the bets no bueno when it went eight rounds so anybody that actually bet either guy inside your ticket just went up in flames so a lot of people are going to be unhappy about that especially if they thought it was going to be the mismatch of you know the however many time world champion against the novice 0-1 YouTuber that he was just going to put him out. And I said this going into the fight. It's Floyd. He could do whatever he want. He could play around with him for eight rounds or he could blast him. You saw in the fifth round, right? Even Logan said this after the fight. I'm always going to wonder if Floyd carried me. <laughs> these are the things with these exhibitions. And that's why it makes it really hard to bet on it, A. So... Any future exhibitions, you have to take this exhibition and all the previous exhibitions into account because you really have no idea. You could have a guy like Logan that just wants to go eight and Floyd's like, all right, I'm getting paid either way. We'll go eight. Or you could have a fight like Tension where Tension was trying to take Mayweather's head off and Mayweather's like, oh, hell no. And he blasted him out. So, I mean, you just never, never know with exhibition fights like this. So it's dangerous when you're betting them anyway. And then it's the same thing. You know, if you just want to tune in as a fan, big difference between a tension fight where you had two what I consider real fighters facing each other, even though tension was small, he's very skilled. 
And then this fight where you had Logan try, you know, he's novice. He tried and realized he couldn't win. And then it became, I just want to go eight rounds. And Floyd was like, if you let me hit you, I'll knock you out. But if you don't, I'm okay going eight rounds. And that's what we got. I mean, what more can you say about it? I wasn't hyped about it pre-fight. Watching the fight, I was like, my Lord, ref, just DQ the end it. End it, please. End this for us so we don't have to watch another three, four rounds of this nonsense of missing a few punches holding, missing a few punches holding. I really wish the ref would have just DQ'd him. I'm happy for Logan that he went eight rounds and he can hold his hat, you know, hang his hat on that and hold his head up high that he went eight. But it was a terrible way to go eight. And like he's like he said, he's always going to wonder if Floyd carried him. And go just watch this fight. There's a big difference in certain rounds where Floyd really was able to land and do more. And then other times he was just content with blocking and being defensive. So it is what it is. I wasn't excited going in. I wasn't excited during. I wasn't excited after. And it's a really going to be a tough sell going forward, in my opinion, for future exhibitions, especially with Mayweather, because you just don't know. I mean, especially if you're not talking about him against a real fighter that you know, even if they're past their prime, whatever. Even if you had Connor in there, let's say Connor Mayweather, too, because they're talking about that. You know, Connor's going to try to fight, right? Like He's going to try to put some hurt on him. He's going to do the best that he can. And he's got at least combat sports experience. He's a striker, right? We saw the first fight. He went nine rounds and people were like, oh, so Logan Paul was able to do what Mayweather or uh, McGregor couldn't. Are you serious? Totally different fights. Like sometimes I just shake my head at the stuff that people post on the socials because it's like, do you even have any idea what you're talking about? What you're looking at? I mean, it's it's not they're not even comparable. But anyway, if it's not a legitimate fighter that has I don't even care if it's MMA experience, kickboxing experience, like tension, something. If it's one of these YouTubers, if it's Jake Paul, if it's any of these guys that you're, you're going to worry about this. You're going to worry about that. They don't have enough talent to even remotely push Mayweather. So Mayweather can basically just decide, well, it's going to go eight. Uh, it's going to go, you know, two. Same thing with McGregor. Like a lot of people were like, was he carrying him? And he said even after the fight, he was just basically toying with him and putting on a show. And you saw that because Mayweather normally doesn't use the high guard. He normally doesn't muff up and go forward. And he pretty much did the same thing with Logan after the third round. He pretty much just go ahead and punch. I'm going to wear you down. Go ahead and punch. I'm going to wear you down. And think about it. This was eight rounds. McGregor was 12. I think he stopped McGregor in nine. If if this was scheduled for 12, he probably gets Logan out of there, honestly. So to me, this was pretty much just a Mayweather playing around with an opponent that he knew he could beat and he could handle any which way he wanted. And some rounds he was willing to do a little bit more and other rounds he was content with just taking no damage and getting through the round. So, I mean, it is what it is. Nothing great to really talk about. Uh, Chad Ochocinco Johnson fought on the undercard. He was actually the first fight of the night. I actually did really well for no experience, to be honest with you. He had good hand speed. He had decent footwork. He understood the basics as well. I mean, he got a little bit tired. Again, he, he looks in great shape, but boxing boxing conditioning and looking in great shape or football conditioning or NBA conditioning or any other kind of conditioning outside of MMA is totally different. He got put down in the fourth, but he showed a lot of heart. I think he would have been knocked out, honestly, against a better fighter. Brian Maxwell is pretty much, I mean, basic as basic can be. 
and he was actually pretty sloppy himself. Chad wasn't too bad, technically. I mean, he made mistakes. He's certainly not a fighter. But, I mean, Brian Maxwell, he seemed to think his performance against Chad was better than it was when he's like, are people going to know who I am now? Uh, no, not really. The funny part about that fight, honestly, is the socials. Twitter had Chad winning by like 62%. 62% of Twitter had him winning. and He got dropped in the fourth round in a four-round fight. Uh, I'm not even going to go there about people not understanding what they're watching. Uh, we also had Jared Hurd on the undercard fight. Rain started coming down crazy in that fight. They had to wipe it down. They had to break up the fighters. There were delays. I was like, what the hell is going on? It was funny on the socials. People were saying the boxing gods don't want this Mayweather fight to take place. So they're going to rain it out. The arena looked totally empty for the Hurd fight. It filled up a little bit for the Mayweather fight. But overall, I cannot see that doing amazing numbers as far as the gate goes and to be honest i never addressed this because i didn't hear about it until after i did the pre-fight podcast but people were throwing out crazy numbers like 112 million dollars for mayweather and something like 30 million for logan in this fight there's no way in hell that they got paid that base salary what i heard was somewhere around 20 or 30 million base for mayweather right around five for Logan and the rest of the potential money was in pay-per-view points. So that's one thing I would say, don't believe those numbers. Cause you're going to hear Mayweather got paid a hundred million. There's no way Mayweather got a hundred million dollars base pay to fight Logan Paul. That is not happening. And I don't think he's going to reach that number anyway. Cause I have a feeling these pay-per-view numbers are going to suck. I really do. There was not a lot of hype around this fight. I said that in the pre-fight podcast. There was not a lot of buzz. People were posting it, journalists and what have you. But the fight fans, I don't believe, were just lining up, throwing their money over to uh, Showtime pay-per-view. 50 bucks for this. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. We'll see if we get the pay-per-view numbers. But don't believe the 100 million BS. I think that's best case scenario with huge pay-per-view numbers a huge gate and everything tallied up then you could potentially have reached that number i don't think it's going to be anywhere near what the uh what the journalists quote unquote or the experts were saying it was going to be i, I when i heard that 100 million number i'm like there's no, what the what the hell is this there's no way this was not a conor mcgregor fight heard said this throughout his career he's a punching bag it's always going to cost to cost him. Always. 100%. Listen, tonight he was fighting Arios, who I think was a plus 550 underdog, coming off like a 22-month layoff. And Arios was still able to win the split decision. 97-93? 96-93? And then somebody had it for her, 95-94. I mean, you just can't take that amount of punishment. And his punch output isn't even great. So you're getting dinged around all over the place and not even throwing enough back consistently. Now, where Hurd did really well was the body work. The problem? He's inconsistent. All you heard was his corner telling him over and over and over again throughout the entire fight. Hit him to the damn body and he wouldn't do it. And when he did throw to the body, he hit him in the pee-pee. Yeah. Two low blows in the seventh. I mean, 
a lot of people are going to say this was a herd that was mentally affected because of his father's loss. But when you look at herd and his fighting style, to me, this is how he's always fought. This is the way that he fights. He takes a massive amount of punches and relies on his durability and punching power to break people down. But he doesn't throw a lot of punches. His defense is atrocious. And to me, this looked like the old herd. Just a guy who takes a lot of punches and tries to hit you and hurt you later on when you're tired from hitting him in the face all night. I mean... He was even in there trying to do the shoulder roll and getting blasted all night with the right hand. All night long. Like his defense is just not there. Now remember, he lost a split decision. And he technically got a knockdown in the ninth that looked a combination of a right hand and a slippery canvas. Again, I mentioned the rain. And they had to wipe that canvas down many, many times during the fight. So that was a like a combination punch. The ref actually said, yeah, it's slippery, but the right hand, you know, basically started the motion. I guess it's neither here nor there because Arias won. But there was also a 10th round potential knockdown that the ref ruled as a non-knockdown because it was apparently right after the bell sounded. It was very, very close. Again, neither here nor there because the scores were a little bit too wide for that knockdown to overcome, but you had two potential knockdowns there that could have really shaken up the fight. Arias gets the win in the end, but it was kind of iffy there if it was going to go his way because the scoring took forever. Like everyone's waiting for the tallies and you're just like, ding, 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 Like how long is this going to take, right? Like we're waiting, waiting, thinking, oh, this is going to go to herd. Then you hear split decision like, oh, this is certainly going to go to herd. But in the end, Arias got it. Herd said he thought he won. He had the knockdowns, this, that, and the other, but... The truth of the matter is the new trainer, I saw no improvements whatsoever. I don't think you could point to a single, single improvement that he did in this fight. In the beginning of the rounds, like he tried to apparently box a little bit, but he didn't throw any punches. So his defense, he was still getting hit again with the shoulder roll. He wasn't throwing any punches. He wasn't throwing any counters. And then when that wasn't working, he just went back to the old punch me in the face and eventually you'll fall down. I mean, even Arya said like, Heard could have taken him out. He was hurt throughout the fight, but Heard just does not throw enough damn punches. Like if he's not visibly hurting you and knocking you down, like you're not gonna get a lot out of him. Very, very strange fighter. Uh Badu Jack, he had to fight a no hoper. Oh my lord, Colina. You wanna talk about Logan Paul? Hold, hold, hold. Colina actually lost points though, since this was a sanctioned actual fight. He lost points in the second and third for holding. I mean, another really terrible fight. That guy, Colina, did not want to be there. It was insane. Like, I I was expecting the ref to DQ him because the ref kept warning him, warning him, warning him, then took points, and then took more points, warning him, warning him, warning him. I'm like, yo, the dude, he's a no-hoper. He had no shot of winning, and he didn't even want to fight. Just call this shit, man. Like, serious, you guys are killing us here, making us sit through all this stuff when anybody with eyeballs can see it is what it is. You knew the outcome already. Now, Badu Jack did drop him in the fourth three times. The last two times were body shots. But this fight was over from the opening bell. 
I mean, he had no reason to be in there. He didn't want to be in there. The ref could have saved us four rounds and just DQ the first bell. Ding, just DQ this guy. As soon as you see you don't want to fight, just DQ him. For Jack, obviously, I'm not going to critique his performance too much. I mean, he was in against a late replacement due to the Pascal PED situation. He did what he had to do. I don't think he looked entirely great. I mean, he got hit a few times. And personally, I think he let Colina go longer than he should have. But you got a guy who's in survival mode and holding you. It's very difficult to get a guy out that doesn't want to fight. So, I mean... It's not a terrible thing that he took him out in four rounds. It just, it was a blah type of fight. You know, there was nothing exciting about it. Before the fight, during the fight, or after the fight, uh, Jack apparently says he wants to move up to 190. It's kind of strange, right? Like, you know, the situation with Pascal is certainly probably going to get stripped. I'm not sure why Jack doesn't think he's going to be fighting for the belt. Like, he should be 100% the number one, and then I guess whoever they want to fight for the number two, however they're going to do it. But certainly, he should be able to stay at 75 for one more fight, pick up the WBA belt if he can win it, depending on who they match him up against, and then move up to Cruiser. Uh, I don't know. He's saying he's going to talk to his team and see if he can move up to 90 because apparently he walks around huge and doesn't like cutting to 175. But that would be strange unless like the, he gets screwed with a with a title shot at 75. you got to stay for at least one more fight and, and fight for that title. The, the problem with Jack is he's not a big puncher. You even saw this in this fight. Like, he hit that dude with some shots, eventually got him, but he's not a big puncher. And he's been dropped in, in past fights as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see if Jack does move up to 190, how he's going to fare against bigger guys who are going to be naturally bigger, be cutting weight, and they're going to be bigger punchers as well. So that may not be a great move for him, especially at 38. I know he's saying it's difficult to make weight and everything, but you go up there with those big boys who are basically heavyweights cutting down, and that could be a, a recipe for disaster. So overall, I thought it was a terrible, terrible, terrible card. Oh, one more thing. It was a terrible card. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.